All right, Father, we thank you for tonight. Father, we bless you. We ask and we say that as we want to study this evening, as our eyes of understanding is enlightened, our hearts can comprehend the mysteries of your love, our mind can grasp the truth and the reality of your grace. And we say that as we study today, we study and we come to the understanding of what you've done for us in Christ Jesus. And as we see ourselves, we see ourselves as we see in Christ, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, so forgiveness of sins, rather, is a question. And I want you to understand, so I will, you will do me a very good attention. You will do me a very good favor by paying close attention to this series. Do you know why? Because you need to understand what forgiveness of sin means. You need to understand what the Bible teaches about forgiveness of sin. You need to be able to explain. You would, you would do me a due diligence to follow this series well. So that when you have your disciples, you can teach them well. What happened to them as salvation? What is forgiveness of sin? What is forgiveness of sin? What is forgiveness of sin? So you will do yourself well. To play close attention to it. So we'll start. Because if you don't understand what forgiveness of sin means, then it seems like it seems like then why are you saved? What's the essence of Christ forgiving my sins? What does forgiveness of sin mean? It's a question. I'm, I'm actually I'm, I actually want to make it a question. What is forgiveness of sin? What does it mean? When you say our sins are forgiven, what does it mean? See, let me explain. As a believer, you need to understand the why of many things. That is why if you study me well, if you follow me well, I like using most of my series as why this, what is this. Because I want you to understand why there is certain things done. Because a believer needs to come to the comprehension of what God has done in Christ Jesus for the person. In Philemon 1 verse 6, if you are with your Bibles, I need you to open to Philemon 1 verse 6. Never get familiar with the scriptures. Even if it is the scripture you just studied two minutes ago and, a, and the preacher tells you, open the same place again. Don't say, oh, I just studied it yesterday. Then you now quote it often. No, that's, that, that's, that's, that's very impulsive. You, you, you don't want to be that kind of lazy believer. Philemon 1 verse 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So a believer comes to the comprehension of understanding what is in him in Christ Jesus. So that is, we have received a lot at salvation. We have received a lot at salvation. We only have to come to the comprehension of what happened to us at salvation. So, he now says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, look at something. In 2 Timothy, because if we must study what the scripture is saying about forgiveness of sin, I'm going to take you through from the Old Testament I'm going to take you through to the epistles. We are going to see the four gospels. We are going to see everything today. So, we'll see. So, in 2 Timothy 3 verse 15 to 17, it says, And that from a child 
thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. It says, from a child, that word child is the Greek word called brephos, that is infant. So that is Paul was telling Timothy that as from a child, child in the sense of when you were maturing spiritually, as from the time you were maturing spiritually, thou was known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. The holy scriptures there is the word agios, agios graphi, that is sacred set of writings, that is from the Old Testament, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. And that says all scriptures. All scriptures there will mean all the writings of the old. All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God. That is the blown out of God. It's given by the inspiration of God, which is profitable for doctrine. That is didaskalia. The Greek word for doctrine is didaskalia. That is teaching. It means teaching. It says for reproof. The Greek word for reproof is called elenos. E-L-E-N-C-H-O-S. That is to reproof. That is it's given for evidence. And that is for correction. Correction is from the Greek word called opilemos opilemos no which is copy no 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 that's wrong epanotosis that's the word for correction epanotosis that is to restore things to their proper use to restore things to their proper use of words to restore things back to how they were it says and it's giving for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works so our study of the scriptures will be to unravel what God has done in Christ Jesus from the scriptures. We will not be biased to think, oh, we say forgiveness of sins. What does the what does the scripture in the epistles only have to say about it? No. We will do due diligence to study around the old Bible. What is forgiveness of sin? That's a big question. Ask an average Christian today. What is forgiveness of sin? They'll say, um, I don't know. God just forgive my sin. No, you don't want to be like that. You want to be a believer who can patiently answer people well. What, do I, what am I saying? Be a believer that can patiently walk people well. Don't have a lazy approach to Bible study. Bible study is deliberate, just as we want to do now. We want to be deliberate to walk through the scriptures and see for ourselves what the scriptures is saying about forgiveness of sin. So Bible study is deliberate. Bible study is, is not a is not a tea party. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. There is no end to Bible study. We keep studying. As knowledge increases, we add up to what we've known. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what is forgiveness of sins? That's the big question in the room today. But before we get to all of those things and see, we will, we will look into the scriptures and see what is this saying. So in our study so far, so you will see that God has demonstrated in the gospel. You will see, let's look at John, John 3.16. Let's go to that famous place. Don't say because I've known John 3.16, I'm not going to open there. No. See, change that approach today. Don't say because I've known John 3.16. For God's sake, 
as I now call it now, you now quote it often, you will not open your Bibles there. No, that's not how to be, that's not how to be a serious believer. That's not how to be a believer who wants to grow. A believer who wants to grow will take up his Bible. Regardless of how accustomed he is to that scripture, the believer will pick it up again. Just because the believer don't want to get familiar with God's word. Look at John 30, 16. It says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So a believer, as it says, for God so loved the world. This is what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. The character of God demonstrated in full flesh. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So a believer, as long as you believe the gospel, you have an everlasting life. The believer in Christ has an everlasting life. So as you are listening to me, God demonstrated in the gospel. What is the gospel? That is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Christ sacrificed for the sinner. We can also call the gospel Christ sacrificed for the sinner. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ can be called Christ sacrifice for the sinner. I will repeat myself again. If you are taking, ensure you are taking note. The gospel can be called, that is what do I mean? The gospel that is in the tense of the death, the barrier, and the resurrection of Christ can be called Christ sacrificed for the sinners. It can be called Christ sacrificed for the sinners. So, the gospel, so God has demonstrated his love in the gospel. What do I mean by the gospel in this sense now? Christ sacrificed for sinners. How that Christ died, how that it was buried, how that it rose again, can be termed as Christ's sacrifice for the sinner. So it is on that basis, it is on that premise, that the believer walks in much, in much understanding and the reality of what God has done for him in Christ Jesus. We can see as a result of that, the believer can walk in love. As a result of that, the believer can act like God because he has received the life of Christ upon salvation. John 3, 16 made us to understand. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. So today is a teaching meeting. So you, you have to pay attention. Pay attention. Pay good attention. Let me tell you how to study the scriptures. You pay attention to details. How do you get effective in your Bible study? You want to grow in the knowledge of God's word. Pay attention to details. Ensure you listen well. The difference between a believer or people that stayed in the same class and were taught the same thing and have different results is as a result of one listening well and one did not listen well. So they can you can also say one read well, one did not read well. It's all all everything all draws down to how much the person was able to grasp the teacher well. Are you are you catching my flow? See, you can be in the same class with someone, but you see, when the teacher teaches, what somebody gets and how the person gets it can be different from how your friend will get it. Your friend can get it so well that the friend is also wowed. And when the person will now go back to read on his own, everything is opening up because he has gotten it well. 
So that is why you will do yourself so good to pay attention, to listen well. You have to learn to listen well. So the gospel that is Christ, sacrifice for the sinners, can be seen as forgiveness of sin. Yes. Now, let's take it gently. The gospel as Christ's sacrifice for the sinners can be seen as forgiveness of sins. Now, why did I say that? Jesus, upon his resurrection, gave a great commission to preach the gospel. Look at, look, look at Mark 16. Now, we want to see the scriptures. Ensure you follow well. Mark 16, 15 to 16. Mark 16, 15 to 16. Mark 16, 15 to 16. What is forgiveness of sin? That's our big question. What is it? When we say, when we say Christ has forgiven us our sins, what does that mean? What is forgiveness of sins? Mark 16, 15 to 16. It says, Go ye into the world. It's, and it said unto them, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16. He that believeth is baptized, and he shall be saved, and shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, let's see. Luke account on this. How does Luke write it? Mark wrote that we should go into the world and preach the gospel unto our creation. It says, and it says, um, he that believeth is baptized, and he that is shall, be, and shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, look at, let's see Luke account now. Let's see Luke 24, verse 47. Luke 24, verse 47. Don't forget the big question we want to answer in the course of this series is, what is forgiveness of sin? What is forgiveness of sin? What is forgiveness of sin? That's the big question we want to answer. Every believer must be able to understand and explain. So when somebody says forgiveness of sin, what does it mean? Ensure that you pay attention because you will need this series no matter what. As you are training people in the Lord, as you are discipling men, men will ask you questions. You need to be able to provide answers. Look at Luke 24 verse 47. Luke 24 verse 47. You know, when we come together to a meeting like this, to a teaching meeting like this, we come to learn, receive training. That's why I showed the second Timothy. We receive training. We are corrected in righteousness. We are instructed in righteousness. We, our, our mindset is dropped down to receive the word. That is why I will not teach you from my own experience. I will not teach you my own mindset. We unravel it together and reach a conclusion together from the scriptures. From the scriptures. Now we are saying Luke 24 verse 47. Luke 24 verse 47. Look at how Luke rendered this remission. Look at how Luke's account wrote this. It says, Luke account, he wrote the same event as, as what Matthew wrote, as what Mark wrote, I mean. Mark, I showed you Mark, Mark 16 verse 15 where it says, Go into the world and preach the gospel unto all creation. It says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. That was Luke account. But that was Mark account, I mean. But Luke account wrote the same event, but pointed out some words. He pointed out in his gospel the message of forgiveness. That is remission of sins. Look at what he said in Luke 24 verse 47. He says, And repentance and remission of sins should be preached 
in the name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now, I want you to think. I want you to think well. Compare Luke accounts to Matthew, to Matthew, Matthew 28 now, the same thing. Luke, 20, um, Luke 24, the same thing. Mark 16, the same thing. The usage of words are just different. But their emphasis was still on something. But Luke account was good in this place. It says, and repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That is, forgiveness of sins is received when a man believes the gospel. I'll come again. In Luke 24, verse 47, it says, And repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. Don't forget, in Mark 16, he told them, Go and preach the gospel. That was our Mark. Okay, so let me explain why it looks as if they have different accounts so well. Every writer asks the way he wants to summarize his own thing. It's just like, if me and you, it's just like the way I asked you a question. How did you guys receive the last series? What did you get? What was it? All of you had different ways you received it. So imagine I asked every one of you to write a book on how you received the teaching we did last on, okay, what, what did we do last? Oh, stability in prayer. What were you? Every one of you said different things that, oh, this was how it blessed me. This was how it blessed me. So that was exactly how they wrote in Matthew account. Matthew wrote his own. Let's see, Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Matthew wrote his own account that in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, and Jesus came. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. It says, and Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, all powers is given unto me in heaven and earth. Verse 19 says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always unto the end of the world. That was Matthew's way of summarizing what Jesus told them to go and do. Mark's way, let's see Mark's way, the same thing, Mark, verse 16, verse 15, Mark way was, and he said unto them, go into the world and preach the gospel unto every creature, verse 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned, verse 17, now to them at this sign, the same way, they were only summarizing it differently, you see that there was no difference, Look way, look that kind of gave us in an accurate, not, not let me say accurate, and other specific details. His choice of word was now much different in Luke 24. You see that they were writing it at the ending of their chapters because that was what Jesus told them after the res after the resurrection. It now says, and he said unto them, Thus it is written, verse 46. Now Luke 24. I'm sorry for verse 46. Thus is written, and he said unto them, Be Christ to suffer and to the death of the Lord's day. Verse 47, that says, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So can you see that they are the same thing? So that is when we preach the gospel now, what are we preaching to a man? We preach forgiveness and remission of sins to that man. So when you believe the gospel, what did you receive? 
you receive the same thing. So when I want to share with a man how that God died, how that Jesus died, how that Jesus was buried, how that Jesus rose again on the third day, and I told you that that is the gospel, and we can call that the sacrifice, Christ's sacrifice for the sinner. So what does the believer receive? What does that recipient you are teaching receive? The person receive the message you gave him. The person received the forgiveness. You are teaching him that Christ has forgiven your sins. So you'll be made whole. That if you just believe the gospel today, Christ has forgiven you. Christ has taken your sins away. You are no longer called a sinner. So the believer, the recipient of who you are preaching to, the person that you are preaching to, receive that same thing you are telling so every one of us today we have received forgiveness of sins don't forget that's still not what we are studying what we are studying is what is that forgiveness of sin we are studying the what what is that thing we received i'm just making you i'm just giving you a background of that the fact that every one of us received forgiveness of sins so when the gospel was preached to you the gospel was preached as remission and repentance of sin so when you received it you received that same forgiveness you received the repentance you received the remission almost they had the same what we studied in the course of this series so that is why when you want to teach a believer the gospel when you want to teach people the gospel don't let your wisdom lie in the wisdom of men let your wisdom lie in the wisdom of the scriptures what do i mean don't give them experience don't give them entertainment don't give them chocolate don't give them vanilla don't give them what you know you did not receive give them the pureness of the message because it is what you give them that they will receive if you give someone um success motivation to come and receive the gospel the believer did not receive the gospel the believer only the uh, am i calling the person believer the person just received success motivation so that is why as a believer you are the due diligence to know the gospel and know it well you follow what I'm saying? If you follow what I'm saying, just try and let me know. For, type. This is a teaching meeting. And I, I need to catch what you guys are saying. Just type and say, yes, I catch you and everything. Now, so you need to know the message well. So that you can present that same thing. So that you will not present what you did not receive to the person. What did you receive? You received Christ's sacrifice for the sinner. You received Christ's sacrifice into your heart. What will you give the person you are preaching to? You will give the person you are preaching to that same thing. That was why upon the resurrection, Jesus made them understand. After he has finished teaching them, he now told them. You know, he spent 40 days and 40 nights with them. Just so that you can be clear. In that same Luke 24, in verse 25. That's in Luke 24 in verse 25. And he said to them, O fool, slow of heart to believe all that the prophet has spoken. These are just summaries who is other spoken have spoken. Verse 26, that says, Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27, and beginning from Moses, that is Jesus walked them through from Genesis. When you see and beginning from Moses, that means Genesis. And beginning from Genesis, and all the prophets. All the prophets will mean Isaiah, 
Jeremiah, all of those major and minor prophets. He expounded unto them. The word expounded is the word we is where we got our word exegesis. Jesus did deliberate Bible study, pretest upon pretest, posters upon posters, contest and everything. He walked them through line by line. That was not a day's job. That was what he did, a summary of what he did under 40 days and 40 nights after his resurrection. So Jesus walked them through and showed them the things concerning himself in the scriptures. So in verse 46 of that same Luke 24, the summary, after Jesus has finished teaching them, he now told them, go and reciprocate what you have received. Jesus made them understand, now this is what the gospel is all about. This is what you received upon salvation. Now go and share the same message to the world. So that is why you will now see in the Psalms in the book of Acts. So, forgiveness of sins is received when a man believes the gospel. So, that's why you will now see in the Psalms in the book of Acts. Look at Acts 2. The Psalms in the book of Acts. The believers preach the gospel of Christ's resurrection to the end at which they receive the same forgiveness or remissions of sin. Because that was what they received upon salvation. So, see, when you are teaching an unbeliever, ensure you don't corner them all in the name of you want them to be saved. No, don't corner them. Corner them well with the scriptures. Because they have to receive the true message. We receive the remissions of sin. We have to in turn make people receive what we received. That was what Jesus made the disciples do. That's why he told them, now, so the meaning of now preach the gospel to every creation, it now means that now the fact that you have listened, the fact that you have known what you have received upon salvation, the fact that you have received something, now walk in the same mind and teach men the same thing you've received. So you see, every believer has a due diligence to preach the gospel. Every one of you listening to me this night, you have a due diligence to preach the gospel. What is the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15. It made us to understand how that Christ died according to the scriptures. How that he was buried. How that he rose again according to the scriptures. So we have a due diligence. That is why in the sermons in the book of Acts, let's see. Acts 2. Let's see. Acts 2 verse 38. Acts 2 verse 38, you will see how they preached the gospel, how they made men receive the gospel. Acts 2 verse 38, Acts 2 verse 38, Acts 2 verse 38, if you are dead, just Acts 2 verse 38. Let's start from verse 37, Acts 2 37 to 38, Acts 2 verse 37 to 38. This is a teaching material, I expect you are taking notes, I really expect you are taking notes. Acts 2 37 to 38. And when they had heard this, they were preached in their heart. That is, Peter has finished preaching. And he said, and Peter said unto the rest of the apostles, and men and brethren, and they said unto the rest of the apostles, and they said unto Peter, and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? That is, after Peter finished preaching the gospel to them, they now said, look at what Peter now said in Acts 2 verse 38. Then Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ 
for the remissions of sin. The same thing. It says, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The same thing. The same thing Peter received. He gave them. So, he received remissions of sins. According to Luke 24, he says, and repentance and remissions of sins. Let's go back to Luke 24 again. See, Bible study is delivery. See, I'm not rushing this thing through. We have a long journey to go through, but I'm taking my time to build well. Look at Luke 24 verse 47 again. It says, Luke 24 verse 47. Ensure you open your Bibles there. Luke 24 verse 47 again. It says, and repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in the name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So, look at that Luke 22 verse 38. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What Peter received upon salvation, in turn, gave men to receive the same thing. What is forgiveness of sin? So, when we receive the gospel, we receive the same forgiveness of sin. So, when we preach the gospel, we are preaching forgiveness of sins to men. And they receive the same thing. So, what is that? So, the the essence of our study or the question of our study is what is that forgiveness of sin? Because do you know why we need to unravel all of these questions? We live in an age. We live in a time where a lot of believers ask questions. A lot of believers have questions. I make, I once met a man, he taught us probably speaking in class or some, some years ago. He said, um, I, when I was growing up, I couldn't ask questions. I have, I have a lot of questions as a Christian growing up, but my pastor couldn't answer me. He, he chased me away just because he didn't know it. And I said, now Buddhist, Buddhism is answering my questions. That is a slap on Christianity just because we don't know how to intelligently walk through the scriptures to understand how things are being done. So that's why I'm taking my time to explain. So what is that thing called forgiveness of sin? We say, oh, forgiveness of sin, forgiveness of sin. We have been forgiven. What is, what is that thing called forgiveness? That's the question. So we are on a journey to the question. We are on a journey. and walking you gradually to the question. So, Bible study is deliberate. Bible study is patience. Bible study is work. We need to get there gradually. So, now, look at Acts 19. Another thing again, Acts 19. Acts 19. Acts 19. Another sermon that Peter preached after he rose those guys, after he rose the mouth of the beautiful gate. Acts 19. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. And when the times of refreshing shall come, out of the presence of the Lord. Now look at Acts 5. Acts 5. You see the same thing. The same thing they received in the four gospels upon salvation. They were teaching men to receive the same thing. So as a believer, pay attention to details. Don't go and teach an unbeliever. Receive Christ and you will go and give you Coke and biscuits. That's not what you received. You receive forgiveness of sin. Let the believer, let the man you will preach to receive the same. Don't cajole people. 
It is the message of the gospel. The Bible made us to understand the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So look at Act 5, verse 30. Act 5, verse 30. Act 5, verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew. Act 5, verse 30. Look at Peter Simon. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew, and hanged on a tree. Him at God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. For to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. So the same thing they received upon salvation, that was the same thing they took to the men they were preaching to. So every one of you listening to me tonight, or you will listen to this audio in 10 years to come or years to come, learn this now, that what you received upon salvation is the forgiveness of sin. What God has done in Christ Jesus, the, the, that, that your sins are forgiven, that is the same message you will teach men. You will not change it to say, come and receive Christ and you will, you, you will pass your exam. Receive Christ and you will get a good job. That was not what you received at salvation. No, no. You received Christ's sacrifice for sinners. The fullness of the gospel. That is, God demonstrated his love for you upon salvation. So now, the big question you want to ask me, is what is that word repent? What does it mean? Because you will see, repent, 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 repent. It says, repentance of sins shall be preached. Repent means a change of mindset and perception. Repent does not mean come and come and I've forgotten even all this. Ah, it's been a while I left this culture. I've forgotten what all these people use repent for, but what they use it for is not what it is. As a believer, that's why I showed you Second Timothy 3:15 that the scriptures must be profitable for doctrine, for instruction and correction in righteousness. So as we are learning, you will be able to correct your mindset too about certain things. So, the word repent means a change of mindset. It doesn't mean, eh, ah, I don't even know what, I've forgotten. i really forgotten what, this, what those people use it to do again. But now I'm showing you now. The word repent means a change of mindset and a perception. That is... It's just like saying, um, let me use it. Let me use an example. It's just like saying you got a phone and you never knew how to use the phone. You now read the manual of the phone. Do you know that the manual of the phone has changed your mind on how to use the phone? That's called repentance. That is, you change your mind. It's just like if I tell you that, oh, this is a black biro. And you say, no, it's a blue biro. And I explain to you that this is actually a black biro or a black pen. And you now say, oh, I never knew. That's repentance. I change your mind. 
So when we preach the gospel, what are we doing to the sinner? We are changing their mind to acknowledge the fact of what they have not seen. So that's what they call repentance. So they repented means they changed their mind. Are you catching my flow? So repentance means change. So when we preach to the gospel, the person says, ah, I believe. I believe the death. I believe the burial. I believe the resurrection. Oh, I believe the gospel. What has the person done? The person has repented. How did the person repented? The person's mind, the person's perception, the person's thought has been changed. What is happening around the world? What is happening to an atheist today? He says, there is no God, this and that. What is simply need is repentance that somebody will teach him and change his mind. That's all. So when we teach the gospel, we are changing their minds. And how do we do it? By the Holy Ghost and the pureness of the gospel. You will not rely on your intellect. You will not rely on... Um, praise God, brethren. I can receive Christ today and you will get a free ticket to Dubai. Ah, That's not the gospel. You do not change anybody's mind like that. You only bought their hearts by cajoling them but imagine you told them the person ask you questions so in in, in in evangelism you will ask questions they will ask you questions so you mean jesus is this and that, that, that. i've met people who will ask you questions they'll throw you questions you tell them so after a while they'll just be quiet they say i believe i believe the gospel what has happened you've changed their mind that's called repentance it's just like it's just like saying you know, you know, it's just like saying, um, IUPUI now is our logo is red logo. Then I now change your mind and say, no, guys, it's not actually red. It's linear. It's purple. It's this and that and that. And you say, oh, it's true. I never saw it like that. That's true. What happens is that I change your mind and that's called repentance. Are you catching what I'm saying? No. So when it says, and repent, so it says, look at in Act 5 verse 30, it says, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness. That is to give a change of mind, a change of perception to Israel. So when I preach the gospel to you, just like as I'm doing now, I am correcting your mindset. You are repenting as you are listening to me. Because some of the old things you thought you knew, you are just renewing another thing. You have repented. You're like, oh, I never saw it before. You just repented. That's a repentance. But in the context of this teaching and the context of the gospel, when repentance and remission of sins is being taught to people, it shows that the gospel has been believed. So when he says repent, that is in this regard, it is with the person of Christ. The end result is intended that the audience might believe the gospel preached. And those who believe, they receive something. And what did they receive? Remissions of sins or forgiveness of sins. And that's still the question and where we are going to. We have not gotten there yet. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? What is the for, what is forgiveness of sins? We are still going there. We have not gotten there. In Acts 10, in Acts 10, Acts 10, Acts 10 verse 42, I'm still showing you how they preached in the four Gospels. Acts 10 verse 42 to 40, 43. Acts 10 verse 42 to 43. 
And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be judge of the quick and dead. Verse 43, to give him all the prophet witness that through his name, whosoever believing shall receive remissions of sins. Remissions of sins. They will receive something. So as they repent, as their mindset is being changed, they will receive something. And that's remission. That's forgiveness of sin. But our big question in the course of this study is what is that forgiveness of sins that they received? That when the, when the person repented, when the person changed his mindset, what did they receive? So don't quit seeing repentance as what you always used to think it is before. No. Repentance means a change of mindset, a change of perception. So when you preach the gospel to be to somebody, they repent means so when they say repent your sins, change your mindset. That's all. So when you eventually ruin somebody to Christ, when you get somebody saved, you get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost, what did you do? You change the person's mindset. The person repented because the person's mindset is being changed. A person's perception is being changed. And it's being changed to the cause of the gospel. Look at Acts 13. Acts 13. Acts 13. Acts 13 verse 37. Acts 13 verse 37. The intent of the preaching is that men will receive remission of sins. The intent at which we preach the gospel. The intent at which we share the gospel. The intent at which we are deliberate about the gospel. Is that men will receive remissions of sins or forgiveness of sins that's the reason but our big question is what is that forgiveness of sins we'll get there look at Acts verse 37 but he who god raised again saw no corruption be it known unto you therefore men and brethren that through this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins forgiveness of sins true so you will see so okay let's see at 26 at 26 at 26 verse 15 to 18 at 26 verse 15 to 18 at 26 verse 15 to 18 hope everybody's catching my flow at 26 verse 15 to 18 and i said unto them and and i said what thou lord and he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. Verse 16, But rise and stand upon the feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things and which thou hast seen, and those things which we appear to thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto now I send thee. Verse 18, To open thy eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan, Unto God that they may receive what? Forgiveness of sins. And inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So watch this now. Watch this. The essence of why we preach the gospel is that men will receive remission of forgiveness of sins. So if they ask you a question, why are you preaching the gospel? Why do you want men saved? I want men to receive forgiveness of sin. It's that simple. You need to have a clear-cut answers to why you are doing things. So watch this. You will see in Act 2, in Act 5, in Act 10, in Act 13, 
In Acts 26, the message remained consistent that men will receive remissions of sins. So when you encounter an unbeliever, what do you want the unbeliever to receive? Remissions of sins or forgiveness of sins. So in the preaching of the gospel, watch this now. In the preaching of the gospel, I hope everybody's following. I hope everybody's following. In the preaching of the gospel, the message that grants men, the God, in the preaching of the gospel is the message that grants men forgiveness of sins. The preaching of the gospel, the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, how that it died, how that it was buried, how that it rose again, or telling them about Christ's sacrifice for the sinner is what grants men that forgiveness of sins. The preaching of the gospel is what grants men. So, you will not give men. Um, let's come and, let's come and party. So that people will hear the gospel. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's not what you received. You will receive remission. You will intend, in turn, give men that same remission of forgiveness of sins. So, th- th- that is a vital fabric of our message that the message of the gospel is the forgiveness of sins so we can sum up so let's end today and end this series or this section in the conclusion that the message of the gospel can be summed up in its totality as the forgiveness of sins so that is when i teach men the gospel when i preach the gospel when I explain the gospel, my intention is that men receive forgiveness of sins. So, and they repent. What does that repent mean? That is, they change their mind. They change their perception. They change their thoughts. And they now see the gospel. They receive it. That is repentance. And when we preach Forgiveness is made available to them. But our big question in the course of the study is what is forgiveness of sin? We've not gotten there yet, but we will get there in this in this series. But I want you to pick what you want to learn from today. That upon the resurrection, Jesus gave us a message. And that message is that we received forgiveness of sins. That is why in Luke 24, Luke 24 verse 47, it says, And repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. The disciples did not twat the message. They did not change the message. They did not make the message their own. They in turn give men the same thing they received so if we want to be like the apostles today we would teach the same thing jesus taught the same thing the apostles taught and we would teach the same that is how to stay consistent with the gospel the jesus did not teach us skills jesus did not teach us quick fixes on how to make money then you will not receive christ no jesus taught them that upon the resurrection, there is forgiveness of sins 
available to men so that via your preaching you can change the entire course of a man's life to receive forgiveness of sins so men's life are in your hands because you have the sole responsibility to give men forgiveness of sins how do you do that via preaching hallelujah hallelujah glory to god glory to god let's just thank the father this evening Let's thank Him for what we received. Just thank Him for what we received upon salvation. That we receive forgiveness of sins. We received forgiveness of sins. We received. Just thank Him. Just unmute yourself and just bless Him. Oh, we bless you, Father. Just thank Him. Thank Him for what we received. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for remissions that is now in our hearts. Thank Him. Just thank Him. We bless you. We bless you. You gave it all for me. And you gave me yourself. You gave it all for me. You gave it all. And you gave me yourself. So I can be your home forever. And your home forever. So I can be your home forever. And your home forever. Jesus gave it all. Oh, he gave it all. Oh, just thank him this evening. Just thank him for the remissions of sin. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank him. Oh, we bless you, Father. We bless you. We give you the praise. Oh, 